0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite in fantasy fiction, and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. We are talking about A Kingdom of Ruin by KF Breen. It is the third book in this series. So very excited. I think there's only one more after this. It is spicy, so we will be talking about sex and probably cursing. So just a warning to monitor yourselves appropriately. Okay, so I'm gonna start with our characters and locations today, and then Marissa will pick up with our plot. So Starting with our main female lead, we have Finley. We found out in the last book that she is Nephene's true mate and a dragon shifter. She has a lot of attitude and is able to get people to like her. In the last book, she was able to find an elixir for the sickness that kills everyone. And she did this by using the plant called Everlast. At the end of the last book, she willingly went with Dolion, Dolion, Dolion the Demon King, to the Demon Kingdom, in exchange for him lifting the shifting suppression over her kingdom. Which she wouldn't really have had to do if Jedrick hadn't tried to make a deal with the Demon King in the first place. Jedrick has spent quite a bit of his time trying to own Finley; he's a jerk, but in the past she's been able to deal with him pretty well. She has several siblings. The closest one in age is Hannon, who's always been very supportive of her and helpful. We have Nefane. He's the main male lead. He's the prince of Finley's kingdom, which is called Wyvern. He is also a dragon shifter. However, when the, first was, when the curse was first put in place, he lost his wings so he can no longer fly. While he and Finley are separated, he focuses on releasing the animals of his citizens so that they can safely shift again. He has two very loyal servants slash friends. There's Hadriel, who is currently his mediocre butler. He has absolutely no filter. And he also has Leela, who worked briefly as Finley's lady's maid, and she enjoys pain with sex. In the Demon Kingdom, we meet several interesting creatures. There's Micah, he's an alpha dragon with almost as much power as Nathane. We also meet Tamara, Jade, and Vimar, who are all dragons from Finley's kingdom. There's also Govum, a demon who no one can tell if he's really good or bad, what side he's on. We also meet Amy and Claudile, who are healers, but they're also very cranky. We um, spend our time in two main locations. There's the Demon Kingdom, but we mostly just see the dungeon. And then there's Finley's Cursed Kingdom, Wyvern. So those are our characters and locations. Marissa, would you like to pick up with our plot?
0: Yeah, so A Kingdom of Ruin picks up where the last book left off with Finley and Jedrick having just arrived in the demon kingdom, courtesy of Doleon, king of the demons, and his posse of assholes. Uh, Finley is determined to escape eventually, and Jedrick thinks that he'll get to marry Finley and procreate with her because of a deal that he made with Doleon. And so they're dragged to the lower dungeons by the demon guards where the dragons are kept and Finley kills an officer is whipped and beaten and then thrown in a cell with Jedrick. The guards return later to get Finley and Jedrick cleaned up before taking them to see Dolion. In the last book, Nephane claimed Finley. So she smells very strongly of a very alpha dragon, which repulses the demons around her and will keep other dragons from trying to claim her. Doleon doesn't like this smell though. None of the demons do. And because he can't have sex with her and can't sell her because no one else will want to have sex with her because of the dragon smell, he gets some of his officers to try to magically remove the bond that she has with Nephane. It's excruciating and Finley is terrified of having her bond ripped from her, uh, with Nafain. Uh, but she and her dragon are able to communicate her desperation and pain to Nafain, who can feel everything that she is feeling because of their bond. And so he uses the bond to feed her power and strength, which keeps their bond intact and protects Finley. And she ends up killing the officers that are trying to harm her before she passes out basically. Meanwhile, in Wyvern, Nathane is losing his cool, knowing that Finley is suffering and being tortured. And so he has stalled in his ability to do what Finley tasked him with before she left, which was to start releasing the animals in the shifters who've been suppressed by magic for the last 16 years. Hadriel, though terrified, tries to pep talk Nathane into taking action, and it works Uh, Hadriel and Leela also helped Nephane come up with a plan to feed pleasure to Finley through their bond when she is being tortured so that she won't suffer as much. And so encouraged by having a plan, Nephane and Hadriel take off to the villages to begin releasing the shifters. In the demon kingdom, Finley is being tortured on the regular, uh, but Jedrick has adapted to life as a sex toy pretty well and is removed from Finley's cell. For nicer rooms. With him gone, the other dragons are a lot more interested in Finley, especially the sword that she carries, which was given to her by Nefane before she left. Uh, one night, when the dungeon is dark, one of the dragons, Simar, picks the lock on his and the other cells and he approaches Finley's cell. He doesn't realize that she can see him coming because she can see in the dark and she is prepared. And so everyone is approaching Finley, and it seems that um, some of the dragons being held served Nifane's mother, the former queen of Wyvern, who is dead. And so they recognize the sword that Finley carries and thinks that she stole it or came by it by nefarious means. Anyway, these people are real big on calling Finley a commoner which I think is rude, but whatever. Anyway, she tries to explain things, but the dragons are stubborn and they love a fight. And so they attack and Finley is not one to back down from a challenge. So she fights them off without trying to hurt them, but they keep coming after her. And so she uses her dragon magic to get them to submit. But then another alpha dragon, Micah, tries to assert his dominance over her. And Nafane and Finley's dragon are not having it. Fane can feel that another alpha is trying to dominate Finley. And so he pushes a whole bunch of power at her and she goes like super alpha on them and forces everyone to kneel. And it's amazing. She explains things, you know, about their situation and what she's there for and what she's trying to do and what's going on in her kingdom. And things are basically cool with the dragons after that. Finley also develops a sort of truce with the guards, specifically with Govum, uh, where they recognize that Finley could basically kill all of them if she really wanted to, and so they get this kind of weird respect thing happening. They start taking Finley to Doleon's parties where he auctions off the shifters who are influenced by the demon sex magic. But Finley is not influenced. And so she's struggling to try to make connections with the other shifters in the castle. um, But she can't, which means that her ability to craft an escape plan stagnates. In Wyvern, Nafane has successfully released the animals of all the shifters in his kingdom, but he's growing desperate, struggling with Finley being beaten and tortured regularly, and considers making a deal with Dolion to end her suffering. But Hadriel, Leela, and Hannon, Finley's brother, come up with a plan to infiltrate the demon castle. And this appeases Nafane for now. Hadriel, Leela, and Hannon leave for the demon realm, get themselves captured, and are taken to the, the dungeons. And Finley is happy, but horrified to see them. Hannon is beaten and thrown into a cell in the same room as the dragons and Hadriel and Leela are taken to another part of the castle. Now it seems that Doleon likes throwing demon orgies in the kingdoms that he's taken, but he doesn't want them in his own home. And this is where Hadriel and Leela come in. They use their own cleverness and experience over the last 16 years of succubus orgies uh, to get the demons in the castle to acknowledge and kinks they incite an orgy which allows them to communicate with the other shifters in the fey and the castle furthering finley's plans to escape and so through this they're able to come up with an escape plan for finley as well as the other shifters which is amazing because doleon has decided that if he can't sell finley because she still stinks of alpha dragon then he's going to kill her to destroy Nafane. To time is of the essence. Escape day arrives. Finley has been gathering the leaves of the Everless plant that grow in the dragon cells. And after she is beaten one last time, she drops the leaves into a cauldron that the officers drink from, which will kill them. Govum arrives to take her to see Dolion, but she ends up getting returned to her cell. The escape plan is a go, though a little earlier than they originally anticipated. So Finley, the dragons, and Hannon, Hadriel, Leela, and all of the other shifters and Fae that have been imprisoned make their way out of the dungeons and across the Bridge of Doom. But when they get to the dungeon's outer door, they realize that they don't have anything to pick the lock to finalize this escape plan. And so Finley and some of the others go back to get the tools when they run into Govim and the rest of the guards. This is a nightmare. Things are tense, but she realizes Uh, with Govim's help that some of the demon guards are killing each other and Govim tells her that he's actually been planning an insurrection and was going to get her help with it. Um, It seems that even the demons hate being ruled by Doleon and it's really suspect but Govim has a key and he can steer the demon boats and he agrees to her terms and so he helps them escape. Finley is desperate to get back to Nephane, but Govum, the wolf, Alpha, Weston, and the dragon, Micah, help her realize that returning to a floundering kingdom with no backup is a bad idea. Finley agrees to go to Micah's village, where he's basically a leader. They split up with the other shifters in the Fae and make plans to meet back in a few weeks with more forces to take on the demons in Wyvern. So when they make it to this village, Finley is finally able to shift into her dragon for the first time, and she uses her connection with Nephene to do it. She practices learning to fly and works with some of the local dragons who are healers, Amy and Claudile, to tend the Everless plants in the village. Uh, but Dolion is real pissed, and he comes hard for Wyvern to figure out where Finley is. The people of Wyvern want to fight, they don't really stand much of a chance. And so Nefane goes along with it until Dolion finds Finley's dad and brother and holds them hostage. Finley can feel Nefane's desperation through the bond and that he's going to make a deal or do something desperate soon. And so she decides to leave immediately. She gathers her people, despite Micah trying to coerce her into waiting longer and makes her way to a port where she meets with the wolf shifters and the Fae. They make it back to Wyvern, and the Fae and the Demons work together to open the magic portal surrounding Wyvern. Lee and company go and ready to fight, but have they made it in time? Will Nephane make a deal with the Demon King, and will Finley and Nephane be able to break the curse on Wyvern? Spoilers abound. This is your spoiler warning. Uh, how did you feel about Finley in this book?
1: I love so I love Finley and I love her snark and her sarcasm but at the mm-hmm. beginning of this book I was like just don't just stop stop talking mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like please stop just like watch where you're going I'm just like stop but it was funny too you know like I love she was asking that one guy like oh are you a screamer in bed you know like mm-hmm. so it's funny but then like when she was being really um, antagonistic toward mm-hmm. Doleon I was like mm, maybe like less on that because he could you know recurse your mm-hmm. kingdom so
0: yeah yeah I adore Finley she's mm-hmm. just hysterical I love how snarky she is I totally get the vibe like I get why I get what you're talking about with wanting her to like tone it down a little bit but between her ah, like the snark that she already has and the snark that comes in from her dragon, like there's, there's just no way to tone that down. Even <laughs> I, if she wanted to, there are even times when she's like, we need to, and her dragon's like, nope, balls to the wall. We're going in.
1: <laughs> yes. I love her dragon. I'm such a big fan of her interactions with her dragon and stuff mm-hmm. like they're in her conversations. And plus she's got that whole audience that she talks to. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are like three people up in there.
0: <laughs> yes yeah i just love it like even when so and uh, this is just a dragon characteristic too but they're just super snarky and stubborn and always down for a fight so she gets to the dungeons and the officers like they go to whip her and she's like nope we're not gonna fight back and then she's she just she's like okay never mind we're gonna do it so she (laughs) kills some of them (laughs) She grabs the whip. Yeah, she grabs the whip and gets the crap kicked out of her. Like, there's just, between her and her dragon, there is zero hope. (laughs) I know, yeah.
1: I like we also, so one thing that I feel like we don't see a ton in dragon shifter um, books or anything, at least I haven't, has been the whole um, part where they really hoard their, you know, dragons are known for hoarding things. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get to see that a little bit with Nafane in in these books, which I liked, Um, because that's like a dragon canon, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) like seeing that. But yes, so um, yeah. And so she takes the whip. And so there are all these people or all these like all these other dragon shifters around her. And they've got all this commentary going on. It's like, oh, what happened? Oh, she took the whip. Who hasn't? Mm
0: hmm. Jedrick still sucks. Yeah, he's awful. Hate him so much. He has zero Mm -hmm. redeeming qualities. Like, this character was meant for you to hate. Mm -hmm. And she tries to protect him a little bit. Why? Why? I
1: don't get it. He's awful. Just let. (laughs) And here's the thing I think I hate him. I think I hate him. Like, he's the character I hate most in this series. Because, like, Dolian, he's a demon. They're meant to be evil, I guess. Right? right? That's fine. Sure. He's got a reason. Jedrick is just, like, an insecure little man who mm-hmm. wants to own women. And yeah. I hate that. A <sighs> whole
0: lot. Hated a whole lot. When mm-hmm. he, so.
1: So at one point, he just ugh, hates character so much. So when they get called up to see Doley on that first time and there is a succubus and she tries to work her magic on Finley and Finley, you know, gets her reactions like, mm-hmm. nope, she moves on to Jedrick and Jedrick is acts like, I hate that scene. Cause he acts like he deserves it. And that's what also Finley says too mm-hmm. about like, oh, he thinks he did something to deserve this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't he's just awful. Mm-hmm. More people need to like say no to him and like, I don't know, kick him he yeah. just needs to be put in his place
0: yeah this is also so in that scene this is also the first time we see um so is being tortured because they're trying to sever the bond between her and Nifane because mm-hmm. she she smells really strongly of him and so this is the first time she's being tortured basically it's very painful and she's trying to keep this connection with Nifane and he starts feeding her pleasure, right? So this is the first, and this ends up being how she copes with being whipped repeatedly and being in her time as a prisoner with Doleon. Um, so he feeds her pleasure and these images of them having sex with each other, um, which is, I mean, it's a really fantastic strategy because it makes it manageable for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But- I was worried about the implications for this after she leaves. Yes, me too. I was <laughs> like, is she going to have some like, have, have, I
1: cannot say it. Pavlovian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Response to pain now. Like, is this what's going to happen? I was right? concerned for her. Is
0: she going to turn into Leela where yes. she's like <laughs> <laughs> more daddy. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a little bit concerned.
1: Mm-hmm. glad that it didn't turn out that way
0: Lila in this
1: book is fantastic
0: oh my gosh she is like rapidly becoming my other favorite side character mm-hmm. Hadriel is still my number one yes I think A he's, he's like time.
1: yep same
0: Oops. I just I adore him but Leela was really great in this book we got to see more interaction from her she had shown up some in the other books because she's Finley's lady's maid uh, but there, there wasn't as much dialogue it's more of like so that her relationship with Hadriel reminds me of Alexis and David Rose from oh History. yeah mm-hmm. um, and so that we got to see more of them bickering in the other books but we didn't see her as much of an action type of character where we did in this book so her interactions with Hadriel were still top-notch um, but her taking charge in some situations was I mean it was just outstanding and we find out that her her animal she's a slow loris they're super cute and I feel like this is kind of an accurate animal for Leela because she I mean she I feel like gives off this she doesn't come off as like an aggressive looking person and this animal doesn't either but she gets really handy with that whip and when needed she takes on like a dom role Mm -hmm. um which i feel like is kind of what you would expect from a creature that has a poisonous bite so but is adorable on the outside not like a snake a snake which is not adorable well Mm -hmm. some people would agree with that but it's venomous too going back to jedrick i do not understand why finley didn't just kill him he sucked
1: he was yeah, I 100% would have done it like the second somebody's back was turned and like I wouldn't get which then I started thinking it was concerning like is the only reason I'm not like committing crimes and killing people because I'm worried about being caught and getting in trouble. Like, <laughs> because I was definitely like just nobody's gonna know like, well, they'll know but nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care. Go ahead, commit murder. It's totally cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. I mean, I just don't get it. He's awful to her. She's in this situation because of him, but she's worried about him. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be worried about him. Let him, let him be used as a human sex toy by these demons. Like whatever happens to him is his own fault. She keeps trying to explain to him too. And he thinks it's a great situation. He loves being a human sex toy. And Finley's like, no, this is not a, this isn't a good thing that's happening. Like you're, this isn't a good situation for us. And he's like, you're just jealous, my dude. He's
1: like, see, and if you just behaved and cooperated,
0: you'd like get to go to the parties too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to go to the parties though. Oh, and he's a wolf. He's not actually a possum. He's a wolf. Yeah.
1: Which also is about right. Seems about right. Wolves are awful, and it's just general canon. Mm Hmm. Wolf shifters are awful, apparently. Mm-hmm. Although we do end up with that alpha wolf shifter who isn't awful, but like mm.
0: Weston, Hadriel's, yeah. Hadriel's Hadriel's a wolf. Hadriel's a wolf too, so they're not all just in general. It seems like wolves are awful. Weston yeah. seems like a decent wolf. Hadriel, mm-hmm. I love. I don't know it's one of those like not but even the dragons <laughs> even the dragons make comments about the wolves being shitty mm-hmm. so of course the wolves are also going to have opinions about the dragons too like beyond finley and her relationship with everybody because she just builds bridges everywhere she goes these people don't like even nefane made negative comments about the wolf shifters I mm-hmm. don't have dogs. a good yeah like they, there's not a good relationship between the shifters wolf shifters suck they do I wish it wasn't that way because I feel I want to like their books I just keep trying and I'm disappointed most times I know
1: I just tried reading one where like in the first 50 pages the main character's mother was raped to death and I why why
0: it just it happens I feel like
1: in Rape every shifter book,
0: there's somebody oh. being sexually assaulted mm-hmm. or forced to breed or knotted against their will or I mean stop. Yeah. It's either that or they don't shift at all. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm glad not all shifters. I like All that. of the, we just stick with like the dragon shifters and the bear shifters and all of the other shifters, and it'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of Vimar? So, I Vimar reminded Vimar Vimar. Whatever. Um. Reminds me of Drax when he started talking. I instantly thought of. Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, and I don't know if it's because he he calls Finley strange lady, which reminds me of Drax, and he just the way that he talks is kind of different. I don't know. That's all I could picture though was Drax. So I really liked his character. He was interesting. I wasn't sure what to expect from him. Like at first, I felt kind of suspicious of him, but then um, he. So after the whole lock picking thing. He he seems uh, a little bit more trustworthy, I guess. I don't know. I ended up liking him.
1: Yeah. So, I actually pictured him. Have you ever watched Vikings? No. Okay. There's a character named Floki, and he's played by um, one of the Skarsgård brothers, right? And that is what I pictured like that, those manner mannerisms and stuff and the weirdness with the strange lady, right? And mm-hmm. I pictured Floki from Vikings, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was not a fan of when
0: he like tried to intimidate her. Oh no. And Let me tell you, I got very indignant in that scene. I was mm-hmm. so pissed off. So Finley's just getting the crap kicked out of her regularly. Just trying to come up with a plan to escape, you know, not bothering anybody. And these buttheads, other dragons make a plan to basically jump her in the dark, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's got this sword and they think she stole it. And they're really suspicious and they're stupid and need to assert their dominance. So Vimar tries to break into her cell and she can see him and she's waiting for him. Yes, girl. Our, our, Our girl is just so clever and I love it. Um, but she gets out of her cell, and I think it's Tamara who's like, "Where'd you get that sword that used to be the queen's sword, and I used to guard the queen?" And Finley tries to explain things. She's like, "Look, I don't know what your deal is. This is what's going on, blah, blah blah." And they're not listening. And so they obviously want to pick a fight. And Finley's like, "You know what? Who am I? Who am I to say no? So they have this fight, and she's trying not to injure them, but still kicking their tail, and they're dragons, and so they never say die until they're actually dead. And so she forces them to submit. But then Micah comes up, and he's like, he tries to do the alpha thing to her, and Finley is not having it, and she uses Nefine's power and her her own power, and she. Forces them to kneel, like it's an aggressive, like kneel, and they hit the ground, and like some of them hit their faces, and I, I just loved it so much.
1: Me too. That was that was great, and I love. There's this little exchange between Finley and her dragon. So her dragon goes, "Make them kneel," and so she goes, "Kneel," and they like go down. And it's like she winces because it sounds like they like break their kneecaps and that sort of stuff. And then
0: her dragon goes, "But well, I didn't say force the Yeah. Too much what force, yes, meaning? yeah. Like, <laughs> polite Neil, polite oh. Neil. Nope. She asserts Neil. it, and I love it. Yes, me too. Was,
1: especially because Micah is this whole, like, alpha thing, and he sees right. Nafane's claim as a challenge instead of a warning, like, mm-hmm. lesser shifters might. So.
0: Yeah. He's got
1: worry worried Mm -hmm.
0: there yeah what did you what did you think of Micah I
1: I really didn't mind him like okay so I was wary of him Mm -hmm. I didn't mind him that much he what he did wasn't unexpected to me right like trying to woo I guess Finley Mm -hmm. sort of So I feel like if my expectations for him had been higher, I would have been more upset about, like, him trying to assert his force on her Mm -hmm. um, and then trying to attack Nathane at the end. And Mm -hmm. at this, I was just kind of annoyed. I was just like, she said no, dude. Like, yeah, stop. But my expectations weren't, like, crazy high for him. So, but I was,
0: yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind him in the beginning. Uh, I mean, I get like the dragons like to assert their dominance or whatever. So i get why in this scene that we were just talking about, he tried to assert his dominance over Finley. Like he's thinks he's got the biggest dick in the dungeon. So, you know, he wants to prove that and he's got Finley's mating mark as a challenge or whatever. Um, so i get it like the rationale makes sense and even after that when they're stuck in the cages at dalyon sex parties um they work together a little bit and i like that too um even when so later after they have escaped um and they're in his village i even like i almost got a little bit defensive of him when he's putting out like these vibes and Finley's dragon is picking up on it. And she's like, we should have sex with him. We missed Dick. And Finley's like, no, that would betray Nafane." And she's and the dragon is like, well, but if we had sex with him, when we got back Nafane would like rage bonus and kill Micah. And it would be really hot. And I was thinking like, well, that's not really fair to get someone killed just because you want to have sex with them. That's kind of rude. Mm-hmm. But then um, Micah kept like weirdly touching her and doing this like sexy vibe thing. And I was like, no, sir, she's not interested in you and has conveyed this So Like he touched me, put his finger on her lips at one point. And I was like, no, I don't understand why anyone does that. Don't put your hand anywhere near my mouth. Yeah. I don't you like my face germs. being touched even by people I like. No, I don't want, I don't. Mm, unless the situation And it's a very specific situation that would call for this calls for your fingers to be in or around my mouth. Don't put your fingers near my mouth germs. Like Mm -hmm. that's how you get the cold or COVID Mm -hmm. or pneumonia or the flu or whatever. Like, don't do it. Um, but he like puts his fingers on her mouth and I almost like, ew. And then. He try like, she's getting these like weird sexy vibes from him and was not comfortable with it. But then she gets the feeling from the through their bond that like desperate times and desperate masters have arrived. And she's like, I'm leaving. Like we're going. And he tries to coerce her into staying. Mm-hmm. He's like just a little bit longer. And he's doing like his dominance thing again. I love Finley in this situation because she's like, uh, nope. Yeah, you can do what you want, but I'm going to do what I want. And I want to leave. So bye. Yes, mm-hmm. girl.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Yeah. So I didn't have a problem initially with Micah, but I developed one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. When he tries to, what did they call it? Like erotic something or other I yeah. don't remember what they called it I whatever it was tried to sort of influence use his dominance to influence Finley and her dragon to want to bang him mm-hmm. right Nafain feels it mm-hmm. and he gets all upset I was like oh Nafane.
0: yeah I love that Well, I love Nafane anyway but yeah. I, I love it that he's like he makes a comment about how like it's not allowed, whatever it is that he's doing. Like, it's not something that you're allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And in his kingdom, it's not. In Micah's kingdom, you can do it with people who have the same level of power as you or higher. It's like flirting, basically. It just feels, I mean, it feels like coercion to me. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree
1: we skipped a little bit over had about Hadriel.
0: Let's go back to Hadriel. I yes. adore this person mm-hmm. with all of my heart. Yes. I want to be Hadriel's friend in real life. <laughs> Me too. He- Just his commentary is absolutely hysterical.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He makes this, he like keeps calling himself a coward, you know, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's so courageous. Like he, he got this, party basically together to go find and save finley Mm -hmm. he um you know he does all of these really brave things he mentions he says something about like having moments of coward cowardice and he's had like an embarrassing amount during the trip but like he Mm -hmm. pushed past all of it
0: yeah well, and he so. calls himself mediocre a lot too, but mediocre people don't go to the effort that he has done or that he has gone to, to help Nathane and to save Finley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he may not be a great butler, but he's a great friend. He's not a mediocre person.
1: Yeah. Well, he just calls himself. I don't think he says like he's mediocre at anything else. No, other he's than a butler-ing. mediocre butler.
0: But I mean, would a mediocre butler go to the demon kingdom to save their mistress? Nope. No, but I don't think that's really on the list of Butler's duties. Yeah, I mean, he he, he is super courageous and he's a great, and I love, I love his friendship with Finley. Mm. I love how attached to her he is. Um, I love how clever he is. So, and this is something that he acknowledges and highlights in the last book. Like he is really good at chess and, and puzzles and plotting and figuring things out.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I love that he goes into the situation with Leela and Hannon with a plan to try to figure th- things out because he's realized that whatever Finley is trying to do, it's not working for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And if he doesn't do something, then Nafane is gonna do something that will be a mistake. Yeah, God. Oh, Nafane. Nice. Nafane, bless him.
1: Um in one of Hadriel's chapters, we find chapters. We find out it's this is really sweet about Nafane So, um, he stopped caring about his wounds. What Finley left, but, but I thought it was really sweet. That means like when Finley came, he started taking care of his injuries so they wouldn't scar. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wish we had a couple more chapters from his point of view. Um,
0: I do too. Yeah, I feel like I'm, it would all just be like mm, really sad, low self esteem. Yeah. So
1: yeah but I think we only got like what two or three from his point of view
0: Mm -hmm. and they were all towards the end and they were all low self-esteem chapters well yeah (laughs) she's not gonna love me because I don't have wings and I'm not a dragon like the other people and I'm gonna keep her grounded and it's not gonna be she deserves someone better like I would love more from his perspective but I feel like if we had more from his perspective it would be like real sad (laughs) It's true.
1: He says this that just like made me go oh He says she was my forever, and I wanted it to start as soon as possible. It's like no, but I would have yeah, I would have liked to see him um, like, getting people out of their shifts. you like um, pulling all of their animals free. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see like how he felt doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: And then of course he had. To- he's like just randomly go and masturbate
0: um, oh yeah I thought about how awkward that we we see one of those things from Hadriel's perspective they're like in the mm-hmm. woods and he's behind a tree masturbating because Finley's being punished I mean gosh I bet he did. I mean I don't Are dick calluses is a thing
1: from Not masturbating I, so frequently I don't know
0: does the skit do you get rope burn I don't know I feel like Finley was tortured all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the skin of his penis must have just been raw with the amount of times that he had to <laughs> craft this pleasure for her. Oh, <laughs> and how awkward for Hadriel! I get. I mean, I don't know. With all that he endured over the last sixteen years in the demon orgies, maybe maybe awkward it isn't even a thing for him anymore but As it had to have
1: been hard like
0: uh,
1: difficult to get aroused knowing that your mate like that like you can feel their pain yeah just doing that had to have been difficult
0: mm-hmm. and that's something that Hadrio kind of talks about um when they are having to stop so that Nafane can do this because I, th- I think it mentions he starts crying and not in a faint. Hadriel starts crying at one point because of what what it means for them to be in this situation. Mm-hmm. She's being harmed again. Yeah. Everyone else, though, is uh back
1: at where Finley is in the demon kingdom, they're all slightly concerned about her because she always ends up um orgasming end of her torture session.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's what was that's why I was concerned about. What would happen when she returned?
0: Hadriel says some amazing things in his chapters. His uh, chapters are like my favorite. I love them so much. Um, but he, so he says a few things that I love. Anything worth doing was worth doing fast, so you don't lose your nerve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he says to Finley when they can't, like when he's they've shown up at the demon dungeon, and they're coming up with a plan or he's coming up with a plan and she's concerned about him he says i will shame fuck my way through this whole castle i do not give two shits Mm -hmm. i love it yeah i really like i picked some some quotes
1: too so actually i think the first one is from that scene where Nafane is masturbating in the like behind a tree um and he says here like fart stains on underwear doing fuck all (laughs) um he calls one of the demons a goblin cum splat and he also at one point says yes yes we all wish we had the mighty vagina bully for you
0: yes so and in that scene so the quote that comes before that they're talking about someone having like really just like being brave and how they've got they've got just really great ball great balls that doesn't sound right they're talking about like the balls of them like the balls. balls yes the fairy balls whatever anyway i think it's Tamara, or no it's one of the other dragons that says balls are the most fragile things i've ever heard of a small slap is the end of the world for you fuckers i think we should be glorifying the vagina Mm -hmm. (laughs) a whole person comes out of that thing at one point um leela too
1: she says something about like um i'm going to like Change everyone's mind with my like magical pushy or some- my magnificent pussy or something like that um about the orgies mm-hmm. yeah, I
0: mean it's pussy power saving the day again mm-hmm. right, yep, we need to put that on a coffee mug, typically, Leela is more of more of a sub, right mm-hmm. she likes to be dominated and she enjoys pain and things like that, um but. She- we get a little bit, is it from her that we get a little bit of a, I think we yeah, get, we get a, bit narration from her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. have a chapter. Yes. Yeah. So it's when her and Hadriel, so, what chapter is this? Um, It's chapter 16. If I could just pull this whole chapter out and stick it in the podcast, I would. <laughs> I adored this chapter. It's yeah. when Hadriel and Leela incite an orgy. They so what I love about this is that for the last 16 years, they've had demons coming in and making them do all of this crazy stuff that they didn't even really want to do. They just didn't have a choice because of the demon sex magic. And Dolion used this as a way to like shame the people in these kingdoms. So what I love about this is that they've taken this thing that Doleon made them do and are now turning it back on him so it can blow up his plans in his face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brilliant. It is brilliant. Her chapter
1: it's, was great.
0: It is. I would love to see more coming out of Leela too. Like mm-hmm. I would love more chapters from her because this was brilliant. I love it when they get to the dungeon. when they. So when Leela and Hay- have and Hannon, they break in I love when they get to the dungeon and these officers are really thinking they're gonna make them suffer and they whip Leela and her reaction is like a moan and to say lower daddy like
1: <laughs> they didn't know what to do <laughs> but they did it they listened to her and <laughs> oh so Hannon, right we haven't talked much about him he's kind mm-hmm. of a surprise I mean Not a surprise, but like from the first book to what we see in this book, it's been this like in like big change, you know, we in the first book we see him as kind of maybe being a little more meeker, Mm -hmm. I think he's the um, he's the one always giving out the post the potions, but like the elixir and stuff like that. Then we see him in the second book, like throwing axes and killing people and be like, I'll take care of the body. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And now in this book, we've got him like storming in, killing people. It's, he's great.
0: Yes, he just gets braver and braver with every book. And he is, all, I just, all of the side, like the main characters in this this series are great. The side characters are gold. So I could read just chapters about Hannon chopping people's heads off with axes and kitchen knives. Like mm-hmm. just give me more of that. Um, he's really grown a lot since the first book. Or I don't know that it's that he's grown. It's just that we've been able to see more develop like I feel like he had all of this in him the whole time it's just that we're actually getting to see it now yes um, and it's a it's amazing so I I love Hannon um we um with him we don't find out what kind of shifter he is in this book and they think that I forget like a stunted shifter is that what they call it or something where they can't get his animal to come out
1: yeah like a late shifter or something yeah right yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and we don't we don't ever actually find out what he is Mm -hmm. like he's really powerful that's why they're keeping him with the with the dragons um and when so when they storm back into wyvern to save the day um he doesn't shift then but he as he's like fighting these like um, well, bursts of light or color or something will come out of him, and I don't know, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I figure it might be something
1: really rare, and I was like, I wonder if it's a phoenix or a peacock or something.
0: See, I thought peacock too. Yeah, I wonder what is it about peacock? I wonder that made me think that just like they're very brightly colored, maybe. Yeah, I think that's because uh, my first
1: thought was peacock, and then I was like, yeah. well, that's a weird animal to shift into. So I can't imagine like a peacock being super powerful. So maybe something like a phoenix.
0: Yeah. Or like a unicorn. Because mm. she has unicorns in one of her other series and they're vicious.
1: I love aggressive unicorns. They just it cracks me up all the time. Every time there's an aggressive unicorn.
0: I wish there I wish that was more of a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It usually is usually they're like Beautiful yeah. and delicate or whatever like give me a bloodthirsty unicorn
1: there were so in legends of tomorrow there's a blood th- it's a tv show there's a bloodthirsty unicorn and then there was another book series i read where unicorns were only nice to virgins and everyone else they were really awful and mean to <laughs> <laughs> like like would kill them because of it yeah only liked the virgins
0: yeah so maybe something like that
1: so we meet a couple demons. The most uh, significant one is Govam, Govum, Govam, how what were you saying? Whatever.
0: Govam. Govam. Govum. Govam. Govam. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the head I demon if he guard. Has a nickname. Go.
1: G. I would think it would be like, yeah, that'd be weird. Just G. Gov. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Gov.
0: Hello, Govna.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: gonna pretend that's his nickname now. Good old gov. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet him. Um, did you think he was gonna be or did you find him suspicious from the start?
1: I knew the second that bridge thing started, right? There's a, like bridge of terror, and he offers, he asks her how she would like to be carried. Like and he gives her a choice. And I was like, he's a good guy. <laughs> I know it. And then they make it across. And she starts having like murderous thoughts and he starts freaking out, like, get her off of me. And I was like, he knows dragons. Like, can he read minds? I couldn't, I didn't know. I was like, can he read minds? I mean, he know, like he knows dragons really well. And I was like, there's something going on. I think he's a good guy. Um, yeah. yeah. But also, sorry, with that bridge, right? She picked going across
0: piggyback, which, well, why? Would not be my choice
1: no wouldn't be my choice either I definitely would prefer like bridal style
0: yeah I mean strap me to your body
1: that would be it makes you
0: want to jump to your death why would you not go with the most secure hold there what just freaking drag me across the bridge like yeah I wouldn't choose piggyback no
1: (laughs) because like all you have to do is basically let go Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, but yeah
1: so we do find out that he is trying to basically overthrow the government which Uh i am a big fan of i hope he's got some sort of sassy rallying cry that we don't know about maybe we'll find out in the next book
0: maybe you should come up with one i'm not clever like that though well you could be if you tried (laughs) i'll think on it i'll try to. what do we want kink parties when do we want them (laughs) now (laughs)
1: What were your thoughts on him?
0: Oh, I was, I found him suspicious. Like he kept giving her information that he didn't have to give her. And at one point he's like, if anyone tries to kill me, it's not going to be you talking to Micah. It's going to be her. And I mean, I just, I, I figured there had to be something about, about her. Cause he treated her differently. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't and then yeah, no, I figured there had to be something because so Hadriel and Leela are successful. They end up coming up with that escape plan and getting everything basically organized or whatever. And this the day that escape plan is like destined to go down. Uh was it Densky? I don't know. One of the guards, I think it is Densky. Dinsky, Densky, I can't remember his name, shows up and Tells her that she's been summoned. And so they take her to the washroom and get her bathed. And they give her pants, which is suspicious. And then they give her real shoes, which is also suspicious. And I'm thinking, this is suspicious. <laughs> Govam shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go do this thing. We'll just take you back to your room. And the officers are all really obviously dead at this point. And I'm thinking, this is a trap. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't
1: be suspicious. Be suspicious.
0: <laughs> like Admiral Akbar is in my mind saying, It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> this is a trap. And I'm screaming at Finley, like, This is a trap. And I could, I, at this point, I still wasn't 100% sure if she was being set up because Govum has made several comments about how he just knows dragons and he just can send things about them. And I think, oh, okay, this is about to end up being really bad i felt a lot of anxiety in this scene though because i could see it was a trap nobody else was acknowledging it was a trap and i had to skim ahead just for my own peace of mind yeah so
1: one of the best things that happens on their escape is that jedrick finally dies yes and i uh, it's so great because he does it because he was trying to attack hannon and hannon just like grips who so he's in wolf form so we do see jedrick shift into wolf form and he just grabs his upper jaw and his lower jaw and then rips and throws him over and i was like yes
0: yes <sighs> this was the moment i have been waiting for
1: mm-hmm.
0: jedrick to die oh yeah. i felt so victorious And Finley feels so bad. Why? Why? I just don't understand why. So
1: they escape and they all end up splitting up, right? The Fae go with the Fae. The Wolf Shifters go with the Wolf Shifters. And then she ends up with Micah and the other dragons. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, What did you think of his village? Um. I mean, I guess it's fine. He, so she meets uh, these people. Their names are Amy and Claudio. And there's another one that's a man and I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. And they're dragon shifters, but they're, they also are healers. So they take care of the plants and I instantly did not like them. They were really judgy. Claudio was kind of hateful and I just did not appreciate them. Like they, they, if, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like a territorial thing, you know, and we eventually we find out that Amy is like Nif mom and the queen or whatever. So, and because of that, I hope that they aren't actually this crappy the whole time because it does not bode well for the next book. Um, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't appreciate their vibe. Um, They're kind of judgy when she talks about, using the crowded Everless to make an antidote to the illness that's plaguing the people. Um, And she talks about not knowing like all of the side effects and Amy's instantly like you gave people this thing and didn't know all of this stuff. And here's what I love. So Hannon at this point comes in and he's like, with all due respect, Mm ma'am. And I just loved him in that moment. Like you can't tell me that Hannon's not from Mississippi or Alabama or something like this is a thing that Southerners do that I love. You know, you kill someone with kindness before you put them in your place. So with all due respect, you're wrong and you need to calm down. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and so they go like, there's, he talks about like, they were dying like it, it did, it did not matter at this point and whatever. Um, but I also love, so at, Finley, at one point, Finley's explaining why she has to get back to the and they question her. And um, if this goes back to Finley being a commoner, I'm going to be so pissed. But anyway, Finley says men often think that they know what's best for women when in reality, they rarely know what's best for themselves. And, you know, it's a generalization and I'm sure that men know something about themselves, but I love that in this situation because Nephane has no self-esteem and he really is not making decisions that are going to be best for himself. And I just think it showcases like Finley's love and dedication for him. And also that she's making making this decision, not just for Nafain, but also for her family who is still stuck in Wyvern and for all of these people who deserve better. I just got, I did not appreciate Amy and Claudio. What did you think about them?
1: I didn't like them. Um, But I knew something was up with Amy when she made this very specific reference to her seeming regal, right? Mm -hmm. She had those, like, was obsessed with that sword, right? Yeah. And also, uh, so they come with them to Wyvern, right? Mm -hmm. And Hadriel makes some observation when he sees one of the dragons flying over with like a when he sees her, the blue right because yeah. she's blue and he's like I would know that anywhere and I was like it's his mom yeah yeah and that sword like I don't she should not have brought what is her. it
0: with the sword like-, like they bring the sword up so many times obviously it's significant I guess we don't know why I just thought ah. Well, we know it was the queen's sword, right? It was the queen's sword, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There was just a whole lot of hype about this sword. And I'm thinking like, it's just, I
1: thought it was going to be magical or something. It's just a sword.
0: Well, even at one point, Amy's like, you know, put down the sword because when you're in a fight, you're going to be fighting with your teeth and claws. Like Mm -hmm. swords are decorative. It's like, okay, well then why is this sword so significant then? Finley's conversations with her dragon, when they're learning how, first of all, when Finley shifts and they talk about like, you can't shift by yourself. You need someone to help you through it. I loved that. Nifane was able to help Finley through her shift, like through the bond. He was able to help her through it. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. They're just the most, just as a couple, they are just the most. Yeah. I love them. Um, but her conversations with her dragon, where they're like fighting over how to fly mm-hmm. is hysterical to me. Alrighty. So desperate times and desperate measures, um, they kind of, oh, and this is when we start getting the weird, like erotic pulses from Micah too. Yep. Yeah. Um, and at this point I did start thinking, and I'm mad at myself for even thinking this now, but at this point I was thinking like from an objective standpoint, would Micah be the better option? Like he's still super strong, but he doesn't have all the self-esteem issues and he can fly. And he can, yeah. I mean that too. He can fly. Like I was, that didn't even cross my mind. I was just thinking, like, from an emotional work standpoint, <laughs> that's true. He's gonna take less work emotionally. He's gonna take less work. You don't have to fix this one. He's already there. <laughs> but where's the fun in that? I knew you would say that. <laughs> you would definitely pick Nafay. Like, uh, I can make him better. I can fix him. I would probably pick Mike and be like, you're already okay. We don't have to do any emotional work in this situation. Like, this is why I'm going to therapy. I don't need another person's problems. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be self-sustaining. Uh, Finley's getting this vibe from Nafane, like he's about to do something desperate. Her dragon's like, it's it's go time. And so she's like, yeah, we gotta get out of here.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And Micah tries to be like, if you would just wait, and she's like, no. At this point, I was like, Finley's dick is bigger than yours. You just need to get on board. And I <laughs> love how she like asserts herself and it's like, I don't care what you do. This is what I'm doing. And she's, we were leaving in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So what we end up seeing for the last part of this book is just this colossal team effort, and I love it so much because. Finley was raised very differently. And I talk about her being a commoner, like it's a bad thing. But when you're a commoner, like you don't have a choice. Survival is the only option. And that's what ends up being the thing that saves the entire kingdom because of her attitude and her approach with the Fae and the Wolf Shifters. She's able to create a collaborative effort to save her kingdom. Mm-hmm.
1: She's able to and
0: Yeah, she's able to rally them. And this is a point that Weston, after everything is said and done, makes to her like normally wolves and dragons are not going to be on the same team. But because of the way that she treated them and interacted with them, Mm -hmm. they came together. (sighs) It's just our girl being the bomb. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love it. Um, all right, so Nifain was doing so well like resisting Doleon. But then Finley's family gets captured. He's hidden Sable in a field, but Dash gets out to go look for Sable, I think, or something. And then so Dash and is it Dash? Dash. 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 Dash and Finley's father get caught and ruin everything
1: he was doing such a good job and then here comes like the worst sibling clearly this is the like worst sibling in the group um (laughs) yes
0: like ruining everything Mm -hmm. yes my actual words when when Nefayn is coming up with this deal. Was like this dumb ass man Finley is trying so hard. Can you just wait? His, his <laughs> subjects have already come up to him and be like, "We want to fight. We're going to fight, even though they're not qualified to fight. They're seamstresses and cooks and things like that." They're like, "We want to fight." And Nafane's like, "All right, we'll do this." And then Dash Dash comes through, Ugh, and this dumb ass man decides mm-hmm. that he's gonna make a deal with doleon i had so much anxiety
1: me too when I, yeah i was like oh my god they're gonna make this deal it's gonna be too late like i was thinking that the deal would be made just at the end of the book right because mm-hmm. that's where we're at like 90 percent of this book now right and i was like and that's gonna be the setup for the next book is now she's gonna have to rescue Nafane or something
0: mm-hmm. so yeah yeah So the Fae and the demons work together to open the portal so that Finley and her friends can get through into Wyvern, which I loved this scene because she gives this really good like rallying speech. Like she's a great leader um she gives this really good growling speech they dive in she's like eating people and biting them in half and the wolves are coming through too and all of the dragons are setting things on fire and she's like do i have a good cry like i really need a good like roar right so Mm -hmm. she's like ah um and she uh gets to nifane like just in time He's about to shake Dolion's hand, mm-hmm. and he can hear her roaring. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait! What is this?" Or his dragon is like this, and he like he holds his hand out, and I'm thinking, "Oh gosh, this is going to be a terrible moment." Mm-hmm. And Dolion is making this disgusting comment about how he's going to make Nafain suck his cock and pleasure himself. And blah. I was so uncomfortable in this scene. Yeah
1: i pictured though when nathan realized what was happening that he was like because he had his hand out i think already and he was going to do some like psych thing you know
0: like yes. pull his hand back and go, go through his uh-huh. hair like i just had that same image in my mind yes <laughs> right yes yes but so finley is here and Nifane goes and he like grabs Nifane's neck and he's like, gotcha, sucker!" But then Dolion escapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted so badly for, it, just to lay like hands on him. Like something to happen to Dolion. I need mm-hmm. this creature to hurt. Yes. I, I'm sure he will in the next book, or at least I hope so. Ugh. I was so frustrated. It felt like a premature ejaculation to me, like just disappointing.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, God, when he teleported out of there, because I completely forgot that that was a thing he could do. Yeah, I was like, ugh,
0: no, mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. But, you know, like Finley raging through the forest is really amazing. And when Hannah and Hadriel and Leela worked together to save Sable, I mean, it was just magic. Like it was so good. And I am like kind of turned on by Leela with a whip and Hannah axing people. I don't understand. So yes. She was whipping people and I was like, yes, yes, girl. Yes. And mm-hmm. I just loved how everyone worked together to save Wyvern. And they're doing it because of Finley. Like she is the uniting thing here. (laughs) And it was great. And so they subdue or kill all of the demons. And freaking Micah uses this as his moment. And this is where I'm like, okay. I just wish that she had gone ahead and and had Micah killed. So the audacity... I think is what I really have a problem with, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the end of like the siege or whatever. We have attacked the demons. Nathane has protected Finley's father and brother and she's shifted and she's like thanking the people. Like, thank you, Weston for helping me. And she goes and is like, thank you, Micah for helping me. And he's like, you know, I really did this for you. And I was like, okay hold hold on a second because she's one of the people that got you out of prison but okay you're doing it for her okay um and then he's like you know you don't have to settle for Nafane and his lack of weight and (laughs) the audacity Mm -hmm. have the audacity to tell finley not to settle And then he challenges Nifane. And then he's hanging out in the air, like some kind of small dick version of keep away. And I'm (laughs) like, just kill this asshole. Just kill him. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. But I love that scene too. Once like, so Finley manages, I guess, to, um, like, I guess rally people again to watch this. Right. And she's there giving her support and, Mm -hmm. the wolves like sit and watch like everybody's watching basically and she's sending all of this power she's sending all this power and support and also some pleasure to nephane to give him you know more
0: power that's great and then nephane just rips micah apart yes like he settles down and micah or nephane comes for him and then Nifane shows everyone that he could have blasted Micah out of the sky if he wanted to, but he chose not to because he's an ally and they're going to need his help in the future. So he came to the challenge. He didn't kill Micah. Mm -hmm. He didn't unleash the worst of what he could have. Like, ah, just in my mind, it's just poetry. Like this is, this is magic. Mm
1: -hmm. I loved
0: it. So we get some we, chapters from Nifaine's perspective. Yeah, I was just point.
1: gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Nifaine and his poor self-esteem. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what was, was he saying? Like, oh, maybe she'd be better off without me. She's gonna see finally that, like, I can't fly like the other dragons can. Yeah. She'll know now what she's missing.
0: Yeah. It'll be a half-life. I'll have her tied to the ground. Mm -hmm. I love that even Finley's dragon is like, something is wrong with the man again.
1: Yes, that was so great. Go find him. There's
0: something (laughs) wrong. Nafane is struggling again. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just feel, I mean, I feel really bad. I guess. I don't know. I mean, He doesn't see his lack of wings as a representation of this enormous sacrifice that he made to say, because if he hadn't done that, his, he wouldn't have a kingdom. Mm -hmm. It would have been much worse for everyone. And he doesn't see that Finley sees that, but he doesn't. And I just feel. I just feel really bad for them. But at the same time, we're still laboring under the curse on this kingdom. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I'm screaming like just have sex already. Yes. Break the curse.
1: Yeah. This isn't over. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And then they do have sex and it's really hot, but they don't imprint.
1: "Ah." God, I know. I was like, and it's because he, of his self-esteem issues.
0: Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. I appreciate how vulnerable and he, he is in that moment. He mm-hmm. says to Finley, I love you with all that I am. I think the problem is that I don't love myself and I'm finding it hard to see how anyone else could. Yeah. that it takes a lot of emotional maturity to admit those things about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I love how vulnerable he is in that moment. And I love how comforting it Finley is with him. She says, it's not a deformity unless you see it as one. It is a badge of pride that you didn't give up. It's proof of your strengths.
1: And then once she does some emotional labor for him. Yep. He's able to imprint.
0: (laughs) see this and this is this is like the only reason why I was like yeah Micah might be the better option <laughs> yeah so they imprint and it's super like he talks about touching her scales and she like instantly orgasms and it's so hot like the sex the sex is so hot
1: it really is it's so there's only one sexy in this whole book yeah well, not so including hot.
0: like the the demon orgy that Hadriel and Leela lead, but between well, our right, main characters. Right, yeah. Yes. There's only, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. It is. And aggressive. At one point, the dragon's like, just wait until we start wrestling. And I'm like, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> yes. And then they do kind of wrestle. So she tries to like push him off. And he's like, have to try harder than that. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's good.
0: Yes. And then she bites him like, ha -ha, yes. Oh, man. It's great. It is so great. At one point, he says just this once. I wish we were like wolves and could not like I died.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is funny because I found that super romantic. But when I read wolf shifter books, I'm like, that seems bad. Well, especially because a lot of times when they not in the book shifter books, it's been like against their will. Yeah. So
0: and it's painful a lot of times, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There's also like
1: one part where he says something along the lines of like, I'm going to fuck the come out of you and fill you up again. <laughs> it's like, that should not be hot, but okay.
0: Yes. Or like when they talk about, so when they imprint, like there, she's probably going to enter her heat and they will probably breed like pregnancy is normally an instant turn off for me. Like, mm-hmm. I do not get excited about that. I will put down a book if there's like a surprise pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But something about this has me like, oh yeah, breeder. Like, no, but yes. I <laughs> I don't know how to feel. <laughs>
1: I know. Well, it's interesting because there's like a difference between. So, in that monster group, people have been ta- asking recently for a lot of like breeding troops, right? Mm-hmm which is different than just like pregnancy troops, right? It's the whole like yes. trying to get pregnant sort of thing. Uh-huh. And so now I'm curious, I'm like thinking like, oh, maybe I'll pick one up to read. And I'm like, I'm just going to like end up developing some like new kink somehow. And I don't think I can just fit another one in there. Like
0: got too I've too many
1: off, at this point. I've got too many. <laughs> and that's not a kink I want really. Nothing wrong with it, but yeah. Yeah, I know. Because been... if it's hot like this,
0: it ends yeah. up, Yeah. That oh, would definitely become a new cake. I do. This is not a criticism of this book. It's just the way that genitals are talked about for women in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, they get called folds a lot.
1: Yeah. Like her
0: sopping, wet, moist folds. Slippery. Don't forget slippery. Oh, yeah. Slippery there. Juicy, like, ah. Can we just call them labia? Yeah. I guess that's not a sexy
1: sound I don't know I noticed they don't like like a lot of books don't use technical terms I guess it takes it takes uh some of the eroticism out of it maybe by using
0: scientific terms I mean I can abide some of those like cock Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. dick sure penis here for it That's what it's actually called. Like, okay, let's do it that way. Um, Pussy. All right. I can abide that one too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some of them just don't work for me. I see folds a lot and it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I've seen it a lot more recently. Like, would it hurt to call them what they are? Can we work that in some too? Labia. Make labia sexy. Yeah. Make labia sexy. I don't know. In my head, sometimes when I read
1: a term that I don't like, I do just replace it in my brain with the scientific ones that I can like mentally block out what I just read. Yeah. Like when they use channel or canal or something. Oh, yeah. I hate that. We got ships coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. nope, I'm just going to change that in my mind to yep. pussy or vagina or something that is not that word.
0: Yep semen abound yeah Oof. i don't like it but i don't like seed oh i don't like seed i don't like seed. do not call it that my hot no. seed that ah, mm-hmm. nope. nope no do not yeah you
1: know what i've seen a lot like hot ropes of my seed nope. that's like one of the worst stop. ones. stop <laughs> calling it ropey <laughs> That's got to be one of the worst sentences. I wonder if we can come up with like the worst erotic sentence. Oh, (laughs) The hot ropes of my seed landed on her her moist folds (laughs) or something. I don't know.
0: Mm, My juicy meat taco. (laughs) Uh, Okay.
1: Oh, God. No, if,
0: we, if you're going to do meat taco, there needs to be a sour cream reference there. Oh. He sprayed his sour cream into my meat taco.
1: Blech. That's awful. <laughs> I've never even... I've, <laughs> that's, I, oh, my God. Like, I don't like cream <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> Like it, as a term, yeah. Right? Normally, it's used on the women. Like, oh, yes. but like, I don't like that. Oh God, I that, that feel like- horrible, Marissa. I, well,
0: mean, you should be fined for that. Success. Like- <laughs> you were trying to come up with the worst option. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty bad one. We
1: got a little off topic. Where, where were we for this?
0: <laughs> we were talking about sex.
1: <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. Cause you should, it, uh, it was called folds, not Lady. Yes,
0: the folds.
1: Um, so this it's- one of the things that I liked about the scene that were super hot was when he like ran his fingers down her scales. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we still don't know if breaking the curse got his wings back or not. Yeah. I don't think that it will. I, I hope it does, it but it doesn't make sense to me that it would because they got like sheared off yeah Pretty much
0: i think he's either not going to get his wings back or there's going to be some other magic stuff that's going to happen maybe not related to the dragons at all that's going to get his wings back or something maybe the fae can do something mm-hmm. or like the council this ambiguous council that keeps being mentioned that we haven't seen any any of mm-hmm. the council who would apparently have problems with uh the Doleon having, you know, shifters in his dungeons. Like what is this council? Who are they? How do we contact them? Who's our representative?
1: Maybe it'll be like how to train your dragon and they'll come up with some like cool way to fix his wings. Oh yeah. Because now they have access to like human technology again.
0: Yeah. Prosthetic wings. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) just attach him to like a glider (laughs) (laughs) you want to fly all right we've got to go to the tallest surface around and you'll just jump off (laughs) oh gosh so they make a comment about how there's more than one comment about how dragons can have sex in the air and I guess that someone other, no, I think it's, I can't remember if it's Finley's dragon or if it's Nafane that's bummed about them not being able to bone in the air. And I just, I can't imagine how disruptive that would be to the other people around. Like, can you imagine the noise <laughs> Since having sex in the air? Like, oh, what's that sound? Oh, you know, Finley and Nafane, they're at it again. Put on your fireproof clothes if you go outside. Like, <laughs> Uh, I feel like it would be dangerous also air sex just does not work in my mind we see that happen and like the the fae who have wings they have sex in the air we've seen angels having sex in the air I think this my brain just will not make the mechanics of it work
1: especially with dragons like where how does their genitalia work are they they're like, like I mean like I they don't just have like Cocks hanging out, you know. So where yeah. it like, where is it? How does this
0: work? I, I don't know. How do you have sex in dragon form? I don't know nothing about no demon, no dragon dicks. So <laughs> or vaginas for that matter. I don't know yeah. how that works.
1: You have a you have a note in here about hadrial and shifting.
0: Oh yeah. So Hadriel, since they encountered Weston, the Alpha Wolf, Hadriel has had to fight really hard not to shift, even though his wolf is being called to this 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 alpha. Uh because if he shifts, he'll be drawn to that pack and he won't be able to stay with Finley. And he really wants to stay with her. They're besties. And so when they're saving Sable, he drops his guard and the pull of the shift of the wolf is just so strong that he instantly shifts. And I just feel so bad for him. Mm-hmm. Even at the end, so at, at the end, Hadriel is the one that shows up. Uh while Nifain and Finley are mating, basically. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, your mom's not dead, apparently, to Nifain. Um, And he's giving Finley like these sad puppy dog eyes because he feels like he won't be able to stay with her. And I don't fully understand. He was a wolf shifter before the curse and he stayed with the dragons and he served Nithane. So what's different now? Like, why does he have to go with Weston? I just, I don't really understand that, but I love how dedicated he is to Finley and I love their friendship. And I hope that he does not have to go stay with the the wolf shifters in the next book. So so that leads into Amy from mm-hmm. Micah's Village is the Queen. Um which you saw coming. I
1: did. Very proud yeah. of myself for that one.
0: Good on you. Well done. Good yeah. job um I don't know how to feel about this situation
1: I you would if she hadn't been so awful it would have been exciting yeah right we've been like yay his mom's back but then she says there's like this briefest like second of um guilt that Finley notices and Fane notices it too and then he's like oh you betrayed me. Yeah. Like there's some sort of betrayal that happened. Yeah. (sighs) Which is really disappointing especially with everything we've heard about his mother. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah. So I just don't I'm curious about how this is going to affect Finley and Fane's dynamic and their dynamic within their kingdom because if she's back then she's the leader she's mm-hmm. the queen mm-hmm. she's been you know tending to plants in another village for the last 16 years how are people going to respond to her obviously Tamara and the other dragons are very loyal to her still because they all bowed to her um but what about the other people that are left in the kingdom who've been taken care of by Nafane for the last 16 years. Right. So I don't know how to, f- I don't know what to feel about this yet, except that I don't really like her. Um, and if she does anything to negatively affect Nafane and Finley's relationship, I'm going to be upset. Did she double cross them? Did she just remove herself from a bad situation because they all thought she was dead up to this point and they had a funeral for her. So what was yeah. going on in that situation? And if she's not really dead, is the King really dead? Like, is, is anybody really dead? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I am also concerned, especially the way that Methane acted too with Finley. On like that way down, she was acting like she was gonna have to say goodbye to her or something, mm-hmm. right? like why do you think that his
0: mom wouldn't let her be with a commoner i mean they've imprinted i know it's like it was
1: way too late for
0: that like yeah which i think is one of the reasons that i'm hopeful that finley does get pregnant because he'll be forced like that's terrible it sounds terrible but like he's gonna kind of have to stay with her
1: Mm -hmm. then moving on to our quotes yeah So I had two. Um, One is said by Finley: "Dumb creatures, even if they only acted foolish, sometimes were easier to fool," which I really like because that's how like her mindset is when she goes in to um, figure out a way to escape. She realizes that she's dumb. So Mm -hmm. the second one is from the letter that Nafane writes to Finley, and gosh, he says you're my heart little dragon guard yourself well because in doing so you guard the most precious part of me Ugh. I Ugh. know I read this and then like I audibly went oh and like Tito was there so of course I was like listen to this <laughs> it's oh. like you must listen to this,
0: listen to this please <laughs> I loved it sweet that was gonna be my favorite quote too but you had it already sorry <laughs> it's
1: just <laughs> so great it is oh, you my heart oh you got oh, gosh I just it's probably one of the, like the sweetest things I want, I've ever read. Call me
0: little dragon yeah I want a cute nickname I want a cute nickname someone call me dragon <laughs> the he also said, apparently he said this in the last book and I did not remember it, but he he says again in this book, there, he and Nifane and Finley are talking to each other. And it's, it's the moment that Finley fell in love with him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he said to her, I see you, Finley. I see all of you and I am in rapture. Ugh. That's so
1: sweet.
0: Ugh. Men written by women are the best. <laughs> I also really like so. Vimar, Vimar, Vimar says this to Finley when they're trying to come up with their plan for what to do after they escape, and he mm-hmm. he makes this really hysterical comment about how they know she's desperate because she has orgasms in front of people in a dungeon. But his his parting line in the argument for going to Micah's village is, "Do it for the cock," and I. Just, <laughs> really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) yes all right anything else we need to say final thoughts or anything like that i don't think so
1: it's an excellent book i'm
0: looking forward to the next one same it'll be here in may it's not far away so oh so so looking forward to it yes all righty well that wraps up a kingdom of ruin by kf breen um join us next week we will be discussing electric idol by katie robert and uh, that one will be a retelling of the uh, psyche and eros greek myth so uh thank you for listening and join us next week Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.